My name is Professor Rachel Bodell, and you're listening to The Bible in a Year, the story podcast, where we encounter a living God that is calling us to live a life from, with, and for Him. This podcast is designed to help you listen to the one connected story of the Bible and understand it perhaps just a little bit better by learning from biblical scholars that have helped me. We will read the Bible out loud and explore how the one connected story of the kingdom of God is unfolding and how we fit into that story today. This is day 182 and I'm reading from the NIV version of the Bible. Jeremiah 3 and 4 and Ezekiel 27 through 29. Jeremiah 3. If a man divorces his wife and she leaves him and marries another man, should he return to her again? Would not the land be completely defiled? But you have lived as a prostitute with many lovers. Would you now return to me, declares the Lord? Look up to the barren heights and see. Is there any place where you have not been ravished? By the roadside you sat waiting for lovers, sat like a nomad in the desert. You have defiled the land with your prostitution and wickedness. Therefore the showers have been withheld, and no spring rains have fallen. Yet you have the brazen look of a prostitute. You refuse to blush with shame. Have you not just called to me, my father, my friend? From my youth will you always be angry? Will your wrath continue forever? This is how you talk, but you do all the evil you can. During the reign of King Josiah, the Lord said to me, Have you seen what faithless Israel has done? She has gone up on every high hill and under every spreading tree and has committed adultery there. I thought that after she had done all this, she would return to me, but she did not, and her unfaithful sister Judah saw it. I gave faithless Israel her certificate of divorce and sent her away because of all of her adulteries. Yet I saw that her unfaithful sister Judah had no fear. She also went out and committed adultery, because Israel's immortality mattered so little to her. She defiled the land and committed adultery with stone and wood. In spite of all this, her unfaithful sister Judah did not return to me with all her heart, but only in pretense, declares the Lord. The Lord said to me, Faithless Israel is more righteous than unfaithful Judah. Go proclaim this message toward the north. Return, faithless Israel, declares the Lord. I will frown on you no longer, for I am faithful, declares the Lord. I will not be angry forever. Only acknowledge your guilt, and you have rebelled against the Lord your God. You have scattered your favors to foreign gods under every spreading tree and have not obeyed me, declares the Lord. Return, faithless people, declares the Lord, for I am your husband. I will choose you, one from a town and two from a clan, and bring you to Zion. Then I will give you shepherds after my own heart, who will lead you with knowledge and understanding. In those days, when your numbers have increased greatly in the land, declares the Lord, people will no longer say, The Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. It will never enter their minds or be remembered. It will not be missed, nor will another one be made. At that time, they will call Jerusalem the throne of the Lord, and all nations will gather in Jerusalem to honor the name of the Lord. No longer will they follow the stubbornness of their evil hearts. In those days, the people of Judah will join the people of Israel, and together they will come from a northern land to the land I gave your ancestors as an inheritance. I myself said, how gladly would I treat you like my children and give you a pleasant land, the most beautiful inheritance of any nation. I thought you would call me father and not turn away from the following me. But like a woman unfaithful to her husband, so you Israel have been unfaithful to me, declares the Lord. 
A cry is heard on the barren heights, the weeping and pleading of the people of Israel, because they have perverted their ways and have forgotten the Lord their God. Return, faithless people, I will cure you of backsliding. Yes, we will come to you, for you are the Lord our God. Surely the idolatrous commotion on the hill and mountains is a deception. Surely in the Lord our God is the salvation of Israel. For our youth shameful gods have consumed the fruits of our ancestors' labor, their flocks and herds, their sons and daughters. Let us lie down in our shame and let our disgrace cover us. We have sinned against the Lord our God, both we and our ancestors, from our youth till this day. We have not obeyed the Lord our God. If you, Israel, will return, then return to me, declares the Lord. If you put your detestable idols out of my sight and no longer go astray, and if in a truthful, just, and righteous way you swear, as surely as the Lord lives, then the nations will invoke blessings by him, and in him they will boast. This is what the Lord says to the people of Judah and to Jerusalem. Break up your unplowed ground and do not sow among thorns. Circumcise yourselves to the Lord. Circumcise your hearts. You people of Judah and inhabitants of Jerusalem, or my wrath will flare up and burn like fire. Because of the evil you have done, burn with no one to quench it. Announce in Judah and proclaim in Jerusalem and say, Sound the trumpet throughout the land. Cry aloud and say, Gather together. Let us flee to the fortified cities. Raise the signal to go to Zion. Flee for safety without delay. For I am bringing disaster from the north, even terrible destruction. A lion has come out of his lair. A destroyer of nations has set out. He has left his place to lay waste your land. Your towns will lie in ruins without inhabitants. So put on sackcloth, lament and wail, for the fierce anger of the Lord has not turned away from us. In that day, declares the Lord, the king and the officials will lose heart. The priests will be horrified and the prophets will be appalled. Then I said, Alas, sovereign Lord, how completely you have deceived this people in Jerusalem by saying, You will have no peace when the sword is at our throats. At that time, this people in Jerusalem will be told, A scorching wind from the barren heights and the desert blows toward my people, but not to winnow or cleanse. A wind too strong for that comes from me. Now I pronounce my judgment against them. Look, he advanced like the clouds. His chariots come like a whirlwind. His horses are swifter than eagles. Woe to us, we are ruined. Jerusalem, wash the evil from your hearts and be saved. How long will you harbor wicked thoughts? A voice is announcing from Dan, proclaiming disaster from the hills of Ephraim. Tell this to the nations, proclaim concerning Jerusalem. A besieging army is coming from a distant land, raising a war cry against the cities of Judah. They call her like men guarding a field because she has rebelled against me, declares the Lord. Your own conduct and actions have brought this on you. This is your punishment. How bitter it is, how it pierces to the heart. Oh, my anguish, my anguish. I writhe in pain, oh, the agony of my heart. My heart pounds within me. I cannot keep silent, for I have heard the sound of the trumpet. I have heard the battle cry. Disaster follows disaster. The whole land lies in ruins. In an instant, my tents are destroyed, my shelter in a moment. How long must I see the battle standard and hear the sound of the trumpet? My people are fools. They do not know me. They are senseless children. They have not understood. They are skilled in doing evil. They know not how to do good. I look at the earth, and it was formless and empty, and at the heavens, and their light was gone. I looked at the mountains, and they were quaking. All the hills were swaying. I looked, and there were no people. Every bird in the sky had flown away. I looked, and the fruitful land was a desert. All its towns lay in ruins before the Lord, before his fierce anger. 
This is what the Lord says, The whole land will be ruined, though I will not destroy it completely. Therefore the earth will mourn and the heavens above grow dark, because I have chosen and will not relent. I have decided and will not turn back. At the sound of horsemen and archers, every town takes to flight. Some go into the thickets, some climb up among the rocks. All the towns are deserted. No one lives in them. What are you doing, you devastated one? Why dress yourself in scarlet and put on jewels of gold? Why highlight your eyes with makeup? You adorn yourself in vain. Your lovers despise you. They want to kill you. I hear a cry of a woman in labor as a groan of one bearing her first child, the cry of daughter Zion, gasping for breath, stretching out her hands and saying, Alas, I am fainting. My life is given over to murderers. Ezekiel 27. The word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, take up a lament concerning Tyre. Say to Tyre situated at the gateway to the sea, merchant of peoples on many coasts, this is what the sovereign Lord says. You say, Tyre, I am perfect in beauty. Your domain was on the high seas. Your builders brought you beauty to perfection. They made all your timbers of juniper from Sanir. They took a cedar from Lebanon to make a mast for you. Of oaks from Bashan, they made your oars. Of cypress wood from the coasts of Cyprus, they made your decks adorned with ivory. Fine embroidered linen from Egypt was on your sail and served as your banner. Your awnings were of blue and purple from the coasts of Elisha. Men of Sidon and Arvad were your oarsmen, your skilled men. Tyre were aboard as your sailors. Veteran craftsmen of Byblos were on board as shipwrights to caulk your seams. All the ships of the sea and their sailors came along to trade for your wares. Men of Persia, Lydia, and Put served as soldiers in your army. They hung their shields and helmets on your walls, bringing you splendor. Men of Arvad and Halek guarded your walls on every side. Men of Gamad were in your towers. They hung their shields around your walls. They brought your beauty to perfection. Tarshish did business with you because of your great wealth of goods. They exchanged silver, iron, tin, and lead for your merchandise. Greece, Tabal, Meshach did business with you. They traded human beings and articles of bronze for your wares. Men of Beth, Togar, Ma exchanged chariot horses, cavalry horses, and mules for your merchandise. The men of Rhodes traded with you, and many coastlands were your customers. They paid you with ivory tusks and ebony. Aram did business with you because of your many products. They exchanged turquoise, purple fabric, embroidered work, fine linen, coral, and rubies for your merchandise. Judah and Israel traded with you. They exchanged wheat from manith and confections, honey, olive oil, and balm for your wares. Damascus did business with you because of your many products and great wealth of goods. They offered wine from Helbon, wool from Zahar, and casks of wine from Ezal in exchange for your wares, raw iron, cassia, and calamus. Dedan traded in saddle blankets with you. Arabia and all the princes of Qadar were your customer. They did business with you in lambs, rams, and goats. The merchants of Shaba and Ramah traded with you. For your merchandise, they exchanged the finest of all kinds of spices, precious stone, and gold. Harah, Keneth, and Adan, and merchants of Shaba, Ashur, Kamal, traded with you. In your marketplaces, they traded with you beautiful garments, blue fabric, embroidered work, and multicolor rugs with cord twisted and tightly knotted. The ships of Tarshish serve as carriers for your wares. You are filled with heavy cargo. As you sail the sea, your oarsmen take you out to the high seas, but the east wind will break you to pieces far out at sea. Your wealth, merchandise, and wares, your mariners, sailors, and shipwrights, your merchants and all your soldiers, and everyone else on board will sink into the heart of the sea on the day of your shipwreck. The shorelands will quake when your sailors cry out. 
All who handle the oars will abandon their ships. The mariners and all the sailors will stand on the shore. They will raise their voices and cry bitterly over you. They will sprinkle dust on their heads and roll in ashes. They will save their heads because of you and will put on sackcloth. They will weep over you with anguish of soul and with bitter mourning. As they wail and mourn over you, they will take up a lament concerning you. Who was ever silenced like Tyre surrounded by the sea? When your merchandise went out on the seas, you satisfied many nations. With your great wealth and your wares, you enriched the kings of the earth. Now you are shattered by the sea and the depths of the waters. Your wares and all your company have gone down with you. All who live in the coastlines are appalled at you. Their kings shudder with horror and their faces are distorted with fear. The merchants among the nations scoff at you. You have come to a horrible end and will be no more. The word of the Lord came to me, son of man. Say to the ruler of Tyre, this is what the sovereign Lord says. In the pride of your heart, you say, I am a God. I sit on the throne of a God in the heart of the seas. But you are a mere mortal and not a God, though you think you are as wise as a God. Are you wiser than Daniel? Is no secret hidden from you? By your wisdom and understanding, you have gained wealth for yourself and amassed gold and silver in your treasuries. By your great skill in trading, you have increased your wealth, and because of your wealth, your heart has grown proud. Therefore, this is what the Sovereign Lord says. Because you think you are wise, as wise as a god, I am going to bring foreigners against you, the most ruthless of nations. They will draw their swords against your beauty and wisdom and pierce your shining splendor. They will bring you down to the pit, and you will die a violent death in the heart of the seas. Will you then say, I am a god, in the presence of those who kill you? You will be but a mortal, not a god, in the hands of those who slay you. You will die the death of the uncircumcised at the hands of foreigners. I have spoken, declares the sovereign Lord. The word of the Lord came to me, son of man, take up a lament concerning the king of Tyre and say to him, this is what the sovereign Lord says. You were the seal of perfection, full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. You were in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone adorned you. Carnelian, chrysolite, and emerald, topaz, onks, and jasper, lapis lazuli, turquoise, and beryl. Your settings and mountings were made of gold. On the day you were created, they were prepared. You were anointed as a guardian cherub, for so I adorned you. You were on the holy mount of God. You walked among the fiery stones. You were blameless in your ways from the day you were created till wickedness was found in you. Through your widespread trade, you were filled with violence and you sinned. So I drove you in disgrace from the mount of God and I expelled you, guardian cherub from among the fiery stones. Your heart became proud on account of your beauty and you corrupted your wisdom because of your splendor. So I threw you to the earth. I made a spectacle of you before kings. By your many sins and dishonest trade, you have desecrated your sanctuaries. So I made a fire come out from you, and it consumed you. And I reduced you to ashes on the ground in the sight of all who were watching. All the nations who knew you are appalled at you. You have come to a horrible end and will be no more. The word of the Lord came to me, son of man. Set your face against Sidon. Prophesy against her and say, this is what the sovereign Lord says. I am against you, Sidon, and among you I will display my glory. You will know that I am the Lord. When I inflict punishment on you and within you am proved to be holy, I will send a plague upon you and make blood flow in your streets. The slain will fall within you with the sword against you on every side. Then you will know that I am the Lord. No longer will the people of Israel have malicious neighbors who are painful briars and sharp thorns. Then they will know that I am the sovereign Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says. 
When I gather the people of Israel from the nations where they have been scattered, I will be proved holy through them in the sight of the nations. Then they will live in their own land, which I gave to my servant Jacob. They will live there in safety and will build houses and plant vineyards. They will live in safety when I inflict punishment on all their neighbors who maligned them. Then they will know that I am the Lord their God. In the tenth year in the tenth month, on the twelfth day, the word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, set your face against Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and prophesy against him and against all Egypt. Speak to him and say, this is what the sovereign Lord says. I am against you, Pharaoh, king of Egypt. You great monster lying among your streams. You say, the Nile belongs to me. I made it for myself, but I will put hooks in your jaws and make the fish of your streams stick to your scales. I will put you out from among your streams with all the fish sticking to your scales. I will leave you in the desert, you and all the fish of your streams. You will fall on the open field and not be gathered or picked up. I will give you its food to the beasts of the earth and to the birds of the sea. Then all who live in Egypt will know that I am the Lord. You have been a staff of reed for the people of Israel. When they grasped, you were their hands. You splintered and you tore open their shoulders. When they leaned on you, you broke and their backs were wrenched. Therefore, this is what the sovereign Lord says. I will bring a sword against you and kill both man and beast. Egypt will become a desolate wasteland. Then they will know that I am the Lord. Because you said the Nile is mine, I made it. Therefore, I am against you and against your streams. I will make the land of Egypt a ruin and a desolate waste from Igdal to Aswan. As far as the borders of Cush, the foot of neither man nor beast will pass through it. No one will live there for the 40 years. I will make the land of Egypt desolate among devastated lands, and her cities will lie desolate 40 years among ruined cities. And I will disperse the Egyptians among the nations and scatter them through the countries. Yet this is what the Sovereign Lord says. At the end of 40 years, I will gather the Egyptians from the nations where they were scattered. I will bring them back from captivity and return them to the upper Egypt, the land of their ancestry. There they will be a lowly kingdom. It will be the lowliest of the kingdoms and will never again exalt itself above the other nations. I will make it so weak that it will never again rule over the nations. Egypt will no longer be a source of confidence for the people of Israel, but will be a reminder of their sin in turning to her for help. Then they will know that I am the sovereign Lord. In the twenty-seventh year and the fourth month on the first day, the word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, drove his army in a hard campaign against Tyre. Every head was rubbed bare and every shoulder made raw. Yet he and his army got no reward from the campaign he led against Tyre. Therefore, this is what the sovereign Lord says. I am going to give Egypt to Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, and he will carry off its wealth. He will loot and plunder the land as pay for his army. I have given him Egypt as a reward for his effort, because he and his army did it for me, declares the sovereign Lord. On that day, I will make a horn, grow for the Israelites, and I will open your mouth among them. Then they will know that I am the Lord." In Jeremiah, we continue to read how both kingdoms, north and south, have given themselves over to other gods, and the idolatry is compared to adultery. Jeremiah seems to emphasize faithless Israel, the northern kingdom, was more righteous than unfaithful Judah, the southern kingdom, and the reason, the problem seems to be that they both morally defected. However, Judah made a pretense of repenting and returning but not with their whole heart. 
as we've been reading, they seem to have distorted or overvalued the worship songs, the status, the security of being God's treasured possession, and given up their hearts to worship other things. So there's this emptiness to the claim, to the practice. So we're no longer talking about those who follow God or don't, but this other perhaps more dangerous problem of acting like we belong to God, but it's in name only, or sometimes I hear people say just in culture and not a complete heart, Shema, towards this transformed way of living because he's offering a new heart. We know this because if we've read ahead, Jesus is offering a new heart. So in his story and his mission and his high calling as our beacon, this is his desire for us. And this seems to be particularly problematic. And we'll see this carry out into the New Testament when we talk about different religious groups, even within the Israelites or more frequently referred to in the New Testament as the Jewish people. Yet, even so, remember what this story said in chapter 3, starting in verse 14. What was God's response? He said, return, faithless people, declares the Lord, for I am your husband. I will choose you. I will give you shepherds after my own heart who will lead you with knowledge and understanding. I don't know about you. But I am sometimes head and heart burdened when I reflect on all the sin in my own life and all around me. But at the same time, I am also in awe of God's prodigal, scandalous grace and mercy. We also read about the importance of a circumcised heart. We will hear this again. The visual is this cutting out or cutting off of something and a preservation of something. And I just think... There's so much subtlety here that's pointing to the New Testament, which is really meaningful to reflect on. Then Ezekiel 27 through 29, wow, I encourage you to go back and read Genesis 2 and 3, maybe even Genesis 1. Those three chapters are so profound. There are certainly, as Dr. Mackey would say, hyperlinks in the language and imagery we see in the beginning of of our story and here in Ezekiel 27 through 29. Dr. Block also points out that chapters 25 to 28 are oracles, messages from the prophet Jeremiah of judgment concerning the nations, Ben Ammon, Moab, Edom, Philistines, and then the two most powerful, as Dr. Mackey describes, nations, Tyre or Tyre and Egypt. Ezekiel is proclaiming that God's goodness demands justice and is telling the people how. He will use Babylon to tear down their idols and demonstrate his sovereignty over them. Babylon will be taking them into exile. Pray for me, I'm praying for you. My prayer is this, found in Philippians 1, 9 through 11, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. What is this fruit? It is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. Galatians 5, 22 through 24. See you tomorrow.